Tough on the outside, Mark, but inside I'm just shock shell crab. Welcome back to the Organic Football Podcast. Once again, we are here to bring you all the important fantasy knowledge, fantasy nuggets, cranking it out all season long. And guys, here we are. It's Thursday Night Football, the season opener. Uh, we're sitting here recording during the fourth quarter. I believe the Chiefs have a 31 to 7 lead at this point. You know, it's getting away from the Texans a little bit, but. Uh, kind of to be expected when you're going up against the Super Bowl champs when they're unfurling their banners in the same evening. But it's good to see the NFL out there, and I'll go ahead and check in with you guys. How's it feel, Brad? The NFL is back. We're watching the game. We're talking our fantasy. How's it going over there, man? Uh, it feels good, man. I kind of wish there were more games going on because I don't have anyone going. i just going against you, and you got your two guys going, so that's about it. But, hey, man, it's back. We're watching it, and I love it. So, Hell yeah, and Rich, we've waited a long time to get to this point, man. It is officially the start of the NFL season, and fantasy players are making plays, man, putting up points. So Touchdown to Sean Watson. It's good to see. Uh, that was funny, man. Yeah, I, I, welcome to me. Uh, that was uh, funny. I was, I was watching that touchdown. There was a touchdown by Deshaun Watson just now. I was like, was that Fells? Was that Darren Fells? It wasn't. It was, <laughs> it was Jared Aikens. <laughs> Good to be here, man. I'm, I'm glad we're doing this little concept, watching some football as we close it out. We're going to do this on our Thursdays and our Mondays. It's going to be pretty cool. So we, we dropped that on Instagram today, kind of like a little show sheet. We'll do the same for our Monday episodes. Uh, we'll record on Monday Night Football and wrap up the week with you guys. That's how we close out Fantasy Weeks is watching Monday Night Football on the edge of our seats. So we might as well all do it together, smoke some weed, and have some fun, man. That's what I thought. Hell yeah. Join the circle. And some weeks it might be the circle of anxiety. And some weeks it might be the circle <laughs> of chilling out and uh, maxing and relaxing and smoking on some chronic. So we'll Absolutely. see how it plays out this Monday, bro. But absolutely, and uh, we want to make sure to tell the fans to always check in on our Instagram, the OFP, the Organic Football Podcast, constantly cranking out different content, different stories. There's situations changing in the NFL, a depth chart shuffling, things like that. Uh, the OFP is going to get it out there to you guys on Instagram, so make sure you all check it out. And right now, I mean... <laughs> Brad, we might have to have a little talk about our game that is currently going on. I mean, we have a fantasy matchup this week in week one. Me versus you, Chi-Town Hurt Locker versus No Name Smithers. And, well, I was definitely planning on starting Patrick Mahomes. And I also went with another Kansas City Chiefs player. What did you think about that, Brad? Well, I mean, you were kind of rocking our place, man, with Mike Evans going down and, you know, Kenny Galladay. I mean, Hardman, he can catch a 50-yard bomb for a touchdown and bam, 11 points. So it's kind of a risky play, kind of like trying to hit a home run. But, you know, sometimes you got to swing for the fences. Yeah, man, I uh, I kind of threw up the Hail Mary with plugging Hardman in there. And sometimes the Hail Marys get caught and, you know, sometimes they get intercepted in the end zone. So I believe Hardman is sitting at 0 0.6 points. So looks like a giant pick in the end zone at this point. But that's all right. Anyways, guys, yeah. And Rich, I wanted to talk about your fantasy team. A couple interesting things. First of all, the rookie running back you drafted, the Dash, 
What do you think of his performance on TNF? I've been very pleased so far. Definitely a good rookie debut showing. I think he's got about 13, 14 carries, um, something like 80-something yards and a touchdown right now. So definitely pretty nice. He's over 100 at this point. Dope. But, yeah, I, I think it's kind of played out kind of how I was thinking – uh, that Daryl Williams would play a role. He, you'd see him out there from time to time, situationally in there a little bit, kind of towards the goal line. So it's been what I've thought. Very happy with the debut, and I think as the season turns along, as as long as he stays healthy, it's going to look pretty nice um, in that backfield, like I projected. Kansas City looks pretty good, man. I gotta say, they look pretty good. <laughs> they look nice, right? Right in form, right out the gate. I like it. Something else about your team, Rich. Uh, I just couldn't help but think about. We had uh, different fantasy fortunes. The fickle nature of fantasy football here since four days ago we drafted. And two of your rock-solid studs, uh, well, DeAndre Hopkins for sure got locked up, got his contract, and Alvin Kamara is extremely close to getting signed and to being a New Orleans Saint and being a happy running back down there. So... That had to feel good post-draft to find out that uh, both of those contracts were coming up, man. Yeah, I, I kind of projected it that way. Felt like even the situationally that those guys would not actually hold out. Um, and, and you see reports for Alvin Kamara saying specifically, I've never held out a day in my life. So like stuff like that just kind of led me down the path where I said, I, I'm not feeling as though this is a risk for me. Now, I feel like maybe I maybe got a little bit of discount on, De- on DeAndre Hopkins because of that. I, I think people were kind of getting this like weird feeling like something was actually going on. So I got him for a little bit cheaper than I should have, I felt. Uh, that didn't really happen with Camara, though. You know, <laughs> I had to pay, I had to pay up for it, but I got him. So <laughs> good, good to hear that he's close to his contract, though. I am happy about that. Interestingly enough, you did talk about matchups. I was just wondering, Mark, you are the commish. Did you did you set this up on purpose for you and Brad to go head to head? Well, I thought uh, it would be an interesting thing uh, idea when I was crafting the schedule, which is. Always a fun task. All the other commissioners out there, I'm sure, are nodding their heads right now. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, constructing the schedule, you know, a little rematch or and technically not a rematch from the playoffs. Me and Brad finished fifth and sixth last year. So here we are, man, uh, slugging away at each other. But, Rich, just about those contracts, you know, if you listen closely, beep, beep, that's the uh, Brinks truck. <laughs> backing up to your squad and dumping a mountain of cash on uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And it looks like Alvin Kamara too. So uh, I'm just happy for you, man. Kamara and D hop are going to be under contract. So that's a good thing for your squad and for fantasy managers across the globe. And then, like I was saying, the fickle fortunes since draft day. Uh, well, how else can I say this? On the first day of Christmas, I got two tweaked hamstrings. So <laughs> it wasn't quite what I was looking for. Uh, Brad, when you saw that two of my top dog receivers came down with a, a mysterious hamstring injury on the same day, uh, what went through your mind? Uh, I thought you should rename your team to Team Hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. It's been uh, it's been a little crazy. I definitely wasn't expecting that. A little bit of a swerve ball, you know. I was dealt a double whammy of hammies, and I just don't know, man. That tender leg muscle on these guys, Kenny Galladay and Mike Evans, are now both out with hamstring injuries. Evans looks like he probably won't go. I wouldn't actually. I don't even want them to play Evans because he missed his last three games last year with a pulled hamstring. So at this point, I mean, if he's already got it tweaked to let him heal up for a few weeks would be my thought. 
What do you think, Rich? I think I I agree. I I am in that same boat. Um, real quick though, are you taking a page out of Brad's book? He, I think he did. He created a word for us there. He, he said it was a swerve ball, not a curve yeah. ball. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like it, man. <laughs> Swerved it in there. Swerve ball, man. I like it. I like that. But no, it's funny that you mentioned that about Mike Evans. I have Debo Samuel on my roster. I was thinking the exact same thing this week. I was pumping my fist hearing that he wasn't playing and wasn't practicing. Like, I I, I want him to not play this week. Take it easy with him. I'll cover it for now and do what I have to do to get to the other side and have a healthy version of my wide receiver. I think that's absolutely what you should be hoping for in the Mike Evans situation is like, hey, sit him down this weekend. Let's get him out there the next week and let's see what we got. Like Tampa Bay's got weapons. So if if Mike Evans isn't there, it's not that they don't miss him. It does change the offense, but they do have the weapons to get by to the next week and, and f- live to fight another day. You think Mike Evans was just sitting there and realized that Mark drafted him again, had him on his team? Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, let's finish where we started off. Yeah. I had a pulled hamstring. Let's get back in there and pull that hamstring. <laughs> I I wasn't sure if it was on the same leg. I didn't catch that. But uh, I don't know if it's the same hammy or the other hammy, but it's a hammy and he tweaked it. So it's 50-50. Let him rest up, man, because this double hammy uh, situation, man. A little bit of trepidation I'm feeling going into the rest of our weekend, Brad. Uh like I said, I did uh, throw the Hail Mary up there, started Mecole Hardman, tried to do a little chief stack. Uh, and he's been out there for several plays, but they just have so many weapons, it hasn't really gone to him yet. He almost got that touchdown they called back. Anyways, man, uh, yeah, uh, that's, uh, you know, the injury bug is already decimating my team. So no shock here. Uh, I should be used to it at this point. Uh, it's kind of like I'm playing press your luck, you know. Big money, big money, no hammies, no hammies, stop! No hammy, no hammy. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> No more hammies, at least. Can I get through the week with no more hammies? That'd be great. You keep getting hammied, man. <laughs> what about a whammy? Man, yeah, that's all right, though. Well, I'll pick myself up by the bootstraps, Brad, after you steamroll me this weekend. And- you might only have bootstraps left, buddy. <laughs> we'll see what happens in week two. But Here, another deep pass for Deshaun Watson to Fuller. How's Mahomes doing for you, though, right now? How's your matchup looking, guys, so far? Uh, he's up 21.04. Obviously, I got zero. I got no guys going. But I, t- I walked into this day. I said, if Mark gets 30 points or less, that's a good day for me. So right now, yeah. I'm pretty happy. Yeah, you've avoided the Miko Hardman bomb so far, so that's been good. Yeah, fucking knock on wood, buddy. Game's not over, dude. That motherfucker needs seven seconds. <laughs> I don't see Kansas City throwing the ball anymore no. in this game. Yeah. yeah. They were up 20 and they went for it on fourth and one. So you never know. Andy Reid's that kind of guy. Just likes to stick it to the league. All right, guys. Well, enough about our little uh, league matchups. We got to get the information out to the people. And we got to talk about this slate of NFL games this weekend. And there's a few we're excited about. Some uh, big fantasy plays we may be expecting for this coming uh, week one. And Rich, I'll send it over to you. If there's just an overview of some fantasy plays some guys that you're looking at that uh might get the job done this weekend for owners out there i had a few that i was looking at going through the schedule 
Um, some guys who can who can blow up big this week, I think, who have the ability to or or have an opportunity or a good look at scoring some good points. So I started out a little rudimentary, but I saying that, you know, I'm a Tampa Bay defensive owner, Tampa Bay versus New Orleans this weekend, I think almost bound to be a shootout. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of scoring in the game. So I've got Drew Brees as a guy who I think is going to have a nice, nice weekend. I think, you know, t- uh, Tampa Bay's defense is good. I bought in, but I just think this game is is navigating itself to a shootout. I think you guys would probably agree. I agree. Probably like fantasy aside, my most look forward game. Like you don't even have oh, to yeah. be a fantasy lover to watch that game. I mean, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks going at it, two Hall of Fame coaches. Well, maybe not Hall of Fame, but two solid, solid coaches. Yeah, man. And just thinking about that Tampa New Orleans game, I mean, just seeing this Tampa offense on the field and I mean, it was just a couple years ago that, you know, there was a shootout in week one between Tampa and New Orleans when Ryan Fitzpatrick was the quarterback. So yeah. if he can go in there and light it up, I, I got to imagine Tom Brady can do the same thing, even if Mike Evans don't play, which I don't believe he will. And uh, with Mike Evans most likely being down, Rich, those other weapons in Tampa, are you looking at anyone in particular to – Maybe pop off this weekend. Gosh, man. I, I don't know why I'm feeling it, but I've been feeling it somehow this week that it's just a sneaking suspicion. It's not an, anything else that I'm picking up like scheme-wise or anything, but I feel like O.J. Howard is going to catch himself a touchdown or two this weekend. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like it's just like that guy that you don't expect, and I feel like he might pop off just because of that situation. I like O.J. Howard, but if I was looking for a steady guy – you know, Chris Godwin, he's going to have the attention, but I think he's still that solid receiver. So let's let's see how that comes out. I, I'm excited to see that connection. Yeah, I have actually mixed emotions about this because being a Godwin owner last year, once Evans was out, it drastically impacted his production. So to me, I'd like to carry that over to this year. But the one major difference is Jameis Winston throwing the ball versus Tom Brady. So was Jameis Winston just not hitting his targets? Is Tom Brady going to be able to give him the ball more? So... I would like to say yes because it's Tom Brady. It kind of scares me because the top person that offense generally gets a lot of coverage where I think the next people get wide open. So I think Rich might be right. You know, O.J. Howard, even Gronk might have a great day. Go back to his old trusty. Real quick, I have also been hearing quite a bit about this guy, Scotty Miller. The wide receiver out there who uh, reminds me of, of a Julian Edelman, Wes Welker type, I guess you could say. So he's going to fit that role really well, I think. Uh, so he's somebody to look out for, maybe not just yet in our league, but um, he, he's out there. He's he's kind of a little project that you might want to get invested in. I know Julian Edelman and uh, Wes Welker have been very – profitable wide receivers in fantasy football for a long time. Something to look at. There are a lot of weapons there. I say it every time. Every time we talk about Tampa, I'm like, hey, there's a lot of weapons there. Just a reminder, you know, you might have some paltry weeks when when other players are getting theirs. All right. And uh, if we had to make a prediction as to who wins that game, I mean, the Bucs or the Saints, do you think the Tom Brady-led Bucs can go into New Orleans and win in that house? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say it's a shootout, but they always take care of business at home, man. They always do. If it was in Tampa, I'd say yes, but I got to give it to the home team. I think it'll be an interesting one. I do lean towards New Orleans, 
I do understand that they're, they're not going to have um, fans there too, though. So, I mean, that is a little bit of a difference for, for us. Um, I did want to let you guys know that, you know, the NFL is going to have these guys with without crowds. They're going to pump in crowd noise. So they have mandated, like, with or without crowds, they're going to pump in noise and make the decibel level the same and equal in every every stadium. It's kind of interesting stuff. So look for that. But I, I'm going to lean towards New Orleans in the game. Right on, Rich. And I don't know if you just saw that, but yeah, the, dash, close. the dash went right down to the one there. That oh, was uh, one. <laughs> Let him get one. Come on. One. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, Let's got go. One. Let's go. I want, you want I, two? I want another one. I want the oh, second you want one. A, you sound like a poker player. One time, man. One time. One time. The second time. <laughs> yeah, this is the second time. That young fella is looking pretty good, I must say. I love the way he moves through the line every time. I love when he gets to the line and just shifts and right through it. I know you mentioned, you know, in the previous episode that you were not surprised if, you know, it took a while for him to get to form. Mm -hmm. If you only had like 12, 14 carries and only had 60 yards. Yeah. Well, I mean, right now he is at, what would you say, 24 carries for 138 yards and one touchdown. And they're sitting on the two yard line. You think he's up to speed? I think he's progressed nicely throughout the course of this game, and he is up to speed and ready to rock. <laughs> I want this touchdown bad. <laughs> Two in morning. Let's go. <laughs> Damn. Oh, yeah. We were going through our big fantasy plays. Um, I did have a couple other guys. Actually, I have a lot of other guys. One guy I like this week, Brad, is your guy, Josh Allen. I think he's got a nice little matchup, and I think he could definitely come out and perform pretty well this week. I appreciate that. You know, I actually had a guy on my team that I think is going to have, I'm, I'm sorry to say this in front of you, Mark, but I think <laughs> he's going to have a pretty big day. And that is Mr. A.J. Brown at Denver. Mm. Like, Denver had probably two of the biggest injuries I've seen, man. Vaughn Miller going out season-ending, and then Chubb also out. I think that's not a season-ending. That's like... Chubb's just working his way back from his ACL, and it's it's taking longer. It's like another three weeks, three, four weeks, right? Come on, come on, come on. Oh, damn. (laughs) He's so close. On the freaking goal line. <laughs> yeah, he, they're on the one-inch line here at third and goal. Uh, Mark's like, pull it out and throw it. He's got Pat Mahomes. He's like, come on, pull that sucker out and throw it. <laughs> I thought they are going to go for it on fourth and one. I've also got the over here, guys. The over of 53 and a half. Oh, it's right there. And <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're right on it right now. <laughs> oh, it went to 53 and a half, huh? Oh, come on, come on, come on. Oh, no. <laughs> come on. Oh, man. What are they going to do now? they going to fucking run out the clock? Here comes Butker out onto the field. They're going to kick the field goal? Yeah. Get that 54. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so we had Josh Allen. I got another one for you guys. I got Austin Eckler. I think he's going to have a nice game at Cincinnati. I think that's going to be a good one for him. I think he's actually going to chew them up. Right on. One of the big uh, NFL matchups that I was looking at would be the Seahawks at the Falcons. Seattle travels to Atlanta. And I think that's a pretty big game in the NFC. Uh, Brad, I think you're a fan of some offensive pieces on the Seahawks this year. What are you (laughs) foreseeing in that game, bro? I'm actually foreseeing a lot of touchdowns to DK Metcalf from Mr. Russell Wilson. (laughs) Yeah. Mister, Mister, put that Mister on his name. Well, you do the work he's done, and you call him Sir. 
<laughs> Brad has a lot of admiration for Russell Wilson. Oh, he's just a quality guy, man. I really don't like Seattle, but I do like him. And now I like DK. We got that 54, gentlemen. I know. I actually <laughs> thought it was 54 and a half. I was sweating it for you. <laughs> that makes me feel good. <laughs> 53 and a half. Every time those odds makers, they hit it so close. One way or the other, it just always seems to turn out that way. They are very good at what they do. They keep those lines very tight, yes. So I have a funny story for you real quick, Mark. I had this bet back in college against Duke. Duke was like plus 54, and they always played this uh, this like small school that always played people tough. So I'm like, all right, dude, they'll probably win by like 30. No way, you know? Mm-hmm. I turn it on after getting home from class, and they're down by like eight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, dude, I'm up like 60-something points. This is amazing. They try to inbound the ball. They can't inbound the ball. This guy throws it so hard off the Duke guy's chest, it bounces into the stand to, like, the fifth row. <laughs> Coach K calls a timeout. He's so fucking pissed. They won by 55. Oh. <laughs> I was like, how do they fucking get this shit? How do they know it's going to fucking bounce a ball off a guy's chest, piss off the coach, and then come back and win it? Like, how do they know? Yeah, especially when it's those huge numbers, whether it's basketball or uh, college football. Sometimes you see some huge spreads, and you're like – Next, uh, you know, it could be a 40-point spread or something, and they'll win by 41. You're like, How's How? Yeah. How do you guys do that? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty wild. They have this ability. Like, I don't get it. So Seattle, Atlanta, we talked about. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that game, too. I think it'll be good. I, I like that, like, NFC battle right out the gate. These these two teams could be fighting for a wild card position at the end of the year. I like the styles. I like the, the coaching matchups. So it should be good. I, I'm interested to see how DK comes out this year. I, I want him to come out fired up. No, no offense to you, Mark. I want to see him come out and really, really shine out and and shell out and show what he's got. To me, he could be a number one dominant receiver, really. I mean, he's built like that. That's that's what it can be. So here we go. Let's see it in year two. He seems like he's putting in the work, and he's taking the right steps, you know? He's doing the right things. And he, he seems like he's got all the physical talent, you know? So to me, everything's mixing up. And now Russell gets to do what he wants to do. That could be the number one, two combo between wide receiver and quarterback this year. Right on, man. And on the Atlanta side of the ball, I'm just wondering, I think both you guys may be on board with a little Calvin Ridley breakout season. Do you think it starts right here in week one? Uh, Do you think Ridley and Julio Jones are able to find some space? I would lean towards Ridley finding the space. I I would kind of go down the path of, in in this matchup specifically, they'll do some work to bracket Julio and, and really force the ball elsewhere. So that's why I do think, yeah, this is the start of a nice Ridley breakout right out the gate. I think it's a nice, nice setup for him in this game. I'm sure you're hoping, Mark, it comes off of play action because they're running the ball a lot and sticking the ball in Mr. Todd Gurley's hands. As long as Gurley gets through the game without a visit to the blue tent, I'll be a happy camper. That's all I'm looking for at this point. What if you lose four legs in one week, man? Four legs in one week. It's a hard knock life, Brad. I don't know what happened uh, this week, but the lightning (laughs) struck twice on the hammies. So I hope I can, before the season even started. So I hope I can get through the rest of the weekend here and avoid the injury bug anymore. But uh, another game, guys, that I want to talk about, Cleveland traveling to Baltimore. And you think back to last year and 
Cleveland played Baltimore pretty tough. I think we talked about it a few episodes ago, Rich, that the Browns actually played the Ravens really tough last year in both games. And uh, last year, Cleveland went into Baltimore and actually dominated that game early in the season. I think that was Nick Chubb's best fantasy game of the year, if I remember correctly. So Cleveland at Baltimore, you know, I just, these guys are rivals. They don't like each other. And is Lamar Jackson going to continue this season, you know, where he left off last season being so dynamic? And Brad, I'll send it over to you, uh, your thoughts on that game. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be much like last year. I think every now and then, every NFL team, especially the good teams, they get kind of a trap game, a little sleeper game. They kind of think they're just going to walk all over an opponent. The opponent comes to play and, you know, they kind of get stuck. But And all good teams end up pulling out. So I kind of feel like that's what happened last year. This year, Ravens, they feel disrespected, early loss in the playoffs. I feel like they're going to come in and, and try and prove something, so... I see a double-digit win on this on the Ravens side, especially being at home. So I, I see it kind of actually being a little more lopsided. Even though I think Baker and them will put up some points, like 17 to 28, 32, something like that. I think with that offseason to prepare, I think Cleveland will come in pretty fired up for this game. I'm viewing this game as Cleveland being the more hungry team right out the gate. So I do think the Ravens will win the game. I think they'll end up pulling it out, but I definitely think it'll be closer than most people would feel. And I think that they're going to come and bring it in this game. Um, I think Stefanski's, you know, a a good coach, a a solid hard-nosed coach. Um, And they've come in and they've got the pieces. This is a very talented team on both sides of the ball. So first game out the gate, I think it's going to be pretty solid. And I'm just curious with the Ravens defense, you know, they bring in Calais Campbell and Brad, they're on your roster. Have you given any consideration to starting them? Uh, I can see Calais Campbell possibly harassing Baker Mayfield quite a bit. And well, not just Campbell, but a lot of the Ravens defenders. That's my thought. Baker Mayfield looked a little bit shook to me last year when he was facing a pass rush. So I expect this rush to get after him. What do you think, Brad? Yeah, I definitely see them getting after him, getting some sacks and getting some points. Unfortunately, I find myself in a wonderful situation where I also have the Steelers defense and they are playing the New York Giants. So I do feel like they are going to chomp chomp all over Daniel Jones (laughs) so yes I mean most people would be like Ravens that's a great start but yes I am uh, very wealthy when it comes to the defenses (laughs) right on man all right well uh we can back up real quick Seattle and Atlanta do you have a winner you guys want to pick on that game I'm gonna take the Falcons in that one oh riding that girly train all the way Chugga chugga. Nowhere. Going nowhere. I'm going to have to disagree. I'll go with the Seahawks in that game. I'm going to go with Seahawks, and I'm going to go an impressive win. 30 to 20, Seattle. Yeah, I'm going to say just like 8 to 11, 12 points they win by. Uh, Cleveland, Baltimore, I'm definitely expecting the Ravens to pull this one out. I would expect a score of about 35-17, Baltimore. Rich, where are you at on that one? See, I think it's going to be a little tighter. I think it'll be more like a 28-21 game. Something like that. I'm at 31-17. And we're all in agreement on the Ravens. And then we got to talk about the Arizona Cardinals, our hometown squad, guys. Super excited for them to kick off this season. And they got DeAndre Hopkins under contract. Steve Kime got the job done. He finally started listening to uh, Mr. Rich Murray over there. So 
that makes me happy and rich. I mean, Hoppy's on your team, so that makes you happy. I'm guessing. Definitely happy for the guy. I, I thought I found it interesting. He worked on his own deal. He didn't have an agent working with him on his deal. So just a little interesting tidbit. And he says he wants to get involved organizationally once he's done playing. So I think that's a great way to go about things. I know that the Cardinals already have Adrian Wilson in house as a scout, uh, head of scouting. I know it's a natural progression, hopefully, to get Larry Fitzgerald involved when he's gone. So let's let's start doing that. Let's get these guys involved and, and really create like a family-type organization like that. I, I'm 100% on board with that stuff. So definitely agree with getting Hopkins all signed up and ready to go, happy for the season and ready to rock for the next, you know, four or five years with him and Kyler Murray. It sounds pretty dope to me, man. Uh, but yeah, and then kicking off the season, we go to, uh, I guess it's like almost red there in San Francisco, but um, as of now, it sounds like they're still good to go for Sunday to play play the game in, in San Francisco with all the fires going on, though. Pretty wild scenes. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, that's the sky pictures were pretty crazy. Yeah, exactly. Those wildfires are calling, causing quite a bit of problems out there in Cali, so uh, hopefully they don't have to make any adjustments uh, to the game. As far as the game goes, guys, I expect Murray and company, the Cliff Kingsbury's offense, to come out the gate and be playing well, but also the San Francisco defense is very stout. So, you know, how are you seeing this game play out, and are you trusting – Cardinal studs to be able to, you know, put up some big fantasy scores against this defense, or do you think it may be more middle range type of scores? I definitely think it's going to be middle range. I think the Cardinals are going to come bring the offense. I mean, they got a new shiny piece. I mean, who doesn't get something new and want to go show it off? You know, <laughs> I think they're going to come, you know, I think it's going to start off. San Francisco is going to start off to an early lead, like a, a 14, 10 lead. Arizona is going to come back, make it like a 2014 they're going to come back at a field goal, and then it's going to kind of – defense is really going to step it up from there. So I see Arizona pulling it out in a nail-biter with a 20-17 to 17 win. Nice. Very good. I'll take that. Take a struggle and a, and a victory at the other side. I kind of think that the, the Cardinals are going to have a good game offensively. They played them really tough last year in two games. Kyler Murray went out there and averaged 23 points, fantasy points a game against them. So I think they have their number just a little bit. Don't get me wrong, San Francisco is going to be in this game. It'll be a battle back and forth. I think there's a little more points on the board. You did mention you get the shiny new toy. I, I think they want to utilize DeAndre Hopkins. Interestingly enough, we had talked about how Houston is going to want to use David Johnson. I kind of brought that up, and it seemed tonight they definitely came out. They gave David Johnson the ball. So he was a focused part of their offense. Uh, I definitely foresee a red zone trip for the Arizona Cardinals where they're going to focus and say, let's get hop the ball. So I expect a pretty decent game from him, about 80 yards and a touchy. So I'll take that. And hopefully that gets me cruising with my Clyde Edwards, Elayer performance tonight and uh, on my way to a week one victory, hopefully. Yeah, man, the Vatican assassins are off to a hot start after uh, TNF. When it comes to Hopkins and, and Murray in San Francisco, just establishing that connection in the first game, I want to see that too, Rich. Just Even if, you know, obviously you want him to get in the end zone, but I just want him to look comfortable out there and, you know, feel like he's an integral part of the offense. Obviously, Larry Fitzgerald's a 
great leader out there. He's going to make him fit in. And don't forget about Christian Kirk on the outside. Or Isabella. <laughs> or Isabella. Someone will forget about him, man. Someone always forgets about that guy. Exactly. And he'll catch a deep bomb. Yeah, don't forget about him because that is what will happen. Is Then all Kyler Murray has to do is say, here you go. I'm going to give it to you out here, way out here. And he's gone. And you watch that defensive side, man. I'm telling you, I'm calling it now. You heard it on the OFP. Defensive Rookie of the Year will come from the Arizona Cardinals, and his his name is Simmons. Boom! I like that, man. Isaiah Simmons calling it, stamping it. Oh, yeah, he stamped it, buddy. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year, he's definitely stamping it. That's a little – we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. There's a lot of good defensive players out there. I I do have a lot of respect for Isaiah Simmons, though, too. Uh, I did have a little piece of bad news for you, Brad. You know your boy Evan Weaver? Yeah. He didn't make the team. No way. He's going to break some shit, dude. He broke a dresser when they didn't call him, dude. He's going to pick a car up and tear it in half. Hide your furniture, folks. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, guy didn't make the team. It's it, They talk about it. It's like more like it's one of those things where if we had a preseason, that type of guy would have made the team. But because yeah. we didn't have that preseason, he just didn't make it. So Hide your dresses. Hide your desk. Evan Weaver's coming. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Oh my goodness. Uh, I don't know if I picked a winner though in that game. I'll go ahead and say the Cardinals win. Call me a homer if you'd like, but I think they're going to win. I think they score a little more points. uh, Something more like 27-24. Real close game. Yeah, man. uh, I want to sip on that Cardinals Kool-Aid as well, but I'm going to say that San Fran pulls this one out. That ground attack that they have is pretty strong, so we'll see if the Cardinals can contend with that. But Either way, I do expect a good performance from the Cardinals. I, I just don't know if they'll be able to pull it out. Uh, San Francisco was the, the Super Bowl representative last year for the NFC, so that is a hell of a team as well. And what happened to them in that game? They lost, right? Well, they lost, yeah. Generally speaking, teams that lose in the Super Bowl have a little bit of a hangover. That is true, man. I agree. So I'm just saying, I think everyone's got San Francisco really high this year. And while on paper it all looks good, they're not going to do as good as you think. Well, listen, I think San Francisco's a really good team. I do think they come back to earth a little bit and they have more of like a 10 and 6 type season and still make the playoffs. So I, I think San Francisco's way too talented to not win 10 games this year. I'm going to say 8 and 8, 97 best. We disagree. Brad, I disagree. Maybe we should have a bet. <laughs> what on earth are you talking about, Rich? <laughs> well, even if we ain't going to put it on the board, I'll tell you what we are going to put it on. We're going to put it on the uh, chronic at this point because, Brad, <laughs> if you take a look at your personal body clock, it actually is going to read that it's 420 right now, man. So. It's time once again for the herbal intermission. It's dab o'clock. Mark, my clock is actually broken and it stopped on 420, so that's why you're reading it. <laughs> it is always 420. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Yep, so once again, guys, we have arrived at the halfway point of the episode. It's time to kick back for a few minutes, smoke it up, continue talking about our fantasy and whatever else is going on. And then after we come out of the intermission, we will focus on some interesting little uh, thoughts we have for some fantasy burnouts and some fantasy kind buds. So we are keeping the organic theme rolling with 
some of these uh, players that we're going to be throwing at you guys. So on the other side of this, make sure to check it out. But Brad, let me check in over there. I think it is Dab O'Clock for you, bro. So what do you got today, Dr. Dabbers? Well, I'm Dabalicious, sir. I'm doing great. That's good. Yep. You only got 21 points or so. So yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. All right. Are we going with the good old Venom extracts, or are you switching it up on me today? No, we went with the good old Venom extracts. A little mimosa. Sounds like a breakfast beverage. Oh, my but goodness. Okay. <laughs> In the Smith Casa, it's breakfast at any time. It's 4.20 and breakfast all day. 4.20 a.m. 4.20 a.m., eat a breakfast, smoke a bowl, smoke a dab. <laughs> we wake up early for this. And I'm sure you brought home like a whole bag of breadsticks from the Olive Garden and you're going to crush those in a, about an hour or so, Brad. Am I right on that, that one? sounds about right. I uh, she didn't have the heart to ask for the third batch, so <laughs> I, just, I just cut it at that. I thought I was going to get that little skeptical eye. So. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Do you really need that many breadsticks? <laughs> Can I get another set of breadsticks with the to-go bag? We used to do that, and we get the Alfredo sauce, the Alfredo. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby, that's good. <laughs> I got to try that next time. I would always go with the uh, chicken parmesan at the OG. That was my deal. <laughs> that's good. Good munchie talk. <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, just thinking about the Olive Garden makes my mouth hurt. I know, man. Just, it happens. It's good. We might have to take a break for me to go get some snacks now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so rich uh, i'm sure that you might have something on the vape tip going today i mean you just got to really enjoy the season opener as your rookie running back came out the booth in week one and did some major damage ceh we call him the dash so that was nice man so you might as well smoke it up and kick back for a minute yeah i'm pretty pumped i uh I'm again befuddled by the kicker situation, but uh, I'll, I'll look at the positives for sure. I got I got almost 20 points out of the dash tonight, so I'm I'm definitely very happy. I was kind of plugging in about a, about a 13 number for me, uh, thinking he would kind of like need to get into form, but he's he's looking great, man. 25 carries on the first night. I'm I'm down with that, man. I like 25. Yeah. I like 25 carry running backs. That's, those are guys I like a lot. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know what Rich is going to do tonight? He's going to take his little dash figurine. <laughs> he's going to polish it off. He's going to walk over to his little shelf. He's going to put it on there with all those other rookies. All of them. I oh, know man. it. I know he's doing it tonight. Oh, yeah. He's 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 ready to go join there, I think. I think he'd go, go sit up on the shelf with the likes of uh, Zeke's and... I knew you were going to put him next to Zeke. Him and Zeke? You guys are going to be best friends, man. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, after that week one performance, man, I think he's earned a spot on the shelf. I don't know if he's top shelf yet, but he, he's in the mix. You know who's on that shelf, too? I mean, Alvin Kamara. Kamara. Too, yeah. My boy, too. They're, they're, they're teammates. They can stand next to each other right now. Like, they can, you know, they're just like, what's up? Take a picture. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> We're chilling. <laughs> Scary Terry, DJ Chark, they're all up there. Oh, yeah. Well, Chark wasn't a, a rookie last year. Oh, that's right. He was second year. He doesn't qualify as a rookie little uh, figurine up there. He doesn't get to sit up there yet. Because it's breakout season, though. I did get his breakout. <laughs> I know that both you guys are broadcasting from your closets, but the funny thing about my closet and the shelf I have, instead of, like, stud rookie running backs, I have 
tweaked hamstrings. So I just put all my <laughs> I put like, all my injury guys right on my injury shelf, and then I just leave them up there and glare at them. Mark just sits from his chair and like chucks the figurine up on the shelf, like you fucking asshole, get up there. <laughs> Another blown out leg muscle. So hey, what? Add it to the list. Oh, it's killing me. Well, Mark, when when they're all eating dinner at your house, like, are you telling them about stretching and the importance? Wait, do you guys even eat dinner together? Well, I actually joined a yoga class just to encourage my team to do yoga, but they didn't get the memo. They obviously did not follow the lead. Okay, lead by example. Brad, you mentioned this before, and I don't think we really delved into it, but let's let's get into it for a moment here. What about this having them over for dinner stuff? What what does that mean? Oh, we're a family. I mean, that's the best way to get results <laughs> is to be a family and, you know, perform as one. Mm. So we're a cohesive unit, and the only way to do that is to break bread. I like that, man. And so it's not a fantasy football team, per se. It's not a squad. It's it's your family, bro. It's the way of life, yeah. Fantasy football family. Yeah, okay. That's why draft day is so important, man. I mean, this is something that's going to affect us forever. I mean, we're a family long after this team goes away. You know, I mean, we are marked in history as together, and what we do is very important. Hmm. This is deep, man. Oh, it gets way deeper, man. If you want me to take wow. two more dabs, we can go deep. <laughs> so maybe one. Let's see where let's see where one would take one us. one and a half, Brad. <laughs> one and a half. Come on, it's it's the opener of the season. You can go to, well, two and a half. Why not two and a half? It is, it is opening night, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna keep buffing on the vape. You did ask me about the vape. Yeah. I think I'm I think I'm actually smoking a Maui Wowie today oh, of a timeless. Um, which is very delicious. I love the Maui Wowies. So. Oh, yeah. Kind of been my go-to lately is the Maui Wowie. Kind of really just like this smooth high. Definitely gives me some good energy to keep going. You know, and then there's like a, there's a relaxing factor to it. Like I feel like a little bit of a nice body high. So it's good stuff. Yeah, man. And I mean, you got the Maui Wowie going. When I saw Clyde Edwards Elair go off tonight, I said Wowie on that one because he went. <laughs> Wowie. <laughs> And he just missed on another touchdown, too. Got to the so, one-inch line. The yeah. There, so, yeah, man, uh, looking good. Big night. I'm hoping Jonathan Taylor does at least, like, you know, 75% of that performance. I like Jonathan Taylor. I've told you. I, I definitely like that guy. I think five, six weeks into the season, they're going to be like, okay, yeah, let's just let's just give this kid the rock because he makes plays. So, we, I, I think behind that line. Exactly. If he just gets enough on tape, they're going to be like, okay, yeah, let's let's just do what we do with Jonathan Taylor all the time. That was my whole draft strategy. If I was going value, I wanted to get the two running backs behind the two best lines. And I felt like Pittsburgh Indy had the two best offensive lines. So that's why I went in on the backs, and hopefully those two pan out, and my team is solid. Right on, guys. Well, I guess we can wrap up that little herbal intermission. It was yet another glorious edition and an opening night edition. So it was good, man. There was a little uh, talk about the buds, a little bit of talk about the fantasy football uh, experience of Thursday night football that we're doing while we're podcasting. So that was good shit. And out here on the second half, guys, we got some Stuff that we're going to run through, we uh, will probably do this every week when we're getting everybody prepared for the Sunday games. And, you know, we each came up with some fantasy burnouts. And, you know, it may end up that we have a couple of the same guys. I'm not sure. We didn't uh, check in with each other, but we'll just roll with it. But, yeah, when we talk about burnouts, man, I mean, hey, 
everybody loves smoking the chronic and to us there really isn't a limit to how much is too much but there you do meet some burnouts from time to time and uh you just don't want to you definitely don't want to hang out with them when you're you don't want them joining your circle i don't think i mean but those are the guys who are accepting of smoking some brick weed <laughs> um and they and they smoke it all day long and they have uh no interest in you know the more medicinal side of things right. and, and taking care of themselves and all that stuff yeah so it's a diff- there's two different sides of this thing we, we like the the dank buds <laughs> <laughs> yeah these guys are kind of scraping the resin out the bowl and just seeing if they can yeah. get anything yeah. <laughs> to uh, smoke on at this point. Yeah. So if my fantasy uh, burnouts this weekend, guys, I'll go ahead and start. On my uh, third guy, I'm going to just count it down, uh, three, two, and one. On my third, number three, I got Austin Hooper of the Cleveland Browns, the tight end, just going into <laughs> Baltimore. Uh, they were number one against defending the tight end last year, so – I, I do think Hooper will have a nice year in Cleveland and a nice connection with Mayfield, but this week I think you can fade him pretty hard. What do you think, Brad? I actually agree with that. I think Hooper went to a bad situation there. I think he had a really good spot over there in Atlanta, and I just feel like Baker's going to have trouble getting him the ball. So I think while on paper he was, what, the number one tight end last year? I just see him falling from the skies this year. He tapered off last year, but – I'll tell you, I, I, I like Hooper as a play for the year. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I think Mark's kind of reading that situation right. Full disclosure, Mark, you're you're a Hooper owner, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. You, you own him. So, yeah, that, I, I think that makes sense. I, I fade him this week. Uh, you have Noah Fant. I, I kind of agree with that. Uh, not that I'm going to like try to persuade you either way, but you've already said it, so I agree with it. It's a, it's a tough situation for this week, but I, I like him for the year. I think he's going to have a nice year there. Um, I, I like Cleveland as an undervalued team this year. So that being said, that kind of leads me into I had Nick Chubb as a guy that I'm going to fade this week. That's a guy that I'm going to put as a, as a burnout, I guess. So um, a, a high-end guy that I, I, I think he's going to underperform against that same defense. So, I mean, we're talking we're talking the Ravens. They're going to be – they're going to bring it tough. I, I think it's going to be a tough game, and I think the Ravens win. I don't think there's a ton of points scored, but – I just think it's a battle. I think it's it's hard-fought yards all the way. So what do you got, Brad? Uh, Mark, you're not going to like this. <laughs> Imagine that. But I do have someone I think that's going to rev that engine and tires are just going to spin and nothing happens. That's Mr. Todd Gurley himself. Yeah. I mean, he's he's playing Seattle. Seattle's always been a tough defense. They've kind of like Pittsburgh, where every year they just seem to have something. So I think that uh, he's looking at a max 75 yards. And if he gets a touchdown, you can salvage the day. Otherwise, it's going to be a kind of a shitty day for him. Yeah, that's an interesting thought, man. Uh, You know, I'm seeing it going a little bit differently. I think Gurley's going to come out fired up uh, for Atlanta. But I'm not projecting him to go off or anything this week. I'm just hoping for a solid performance because I do agree the Seattle matchup is not necessarily ideal. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're a strong front. Uh, I'm just hoping for some solid production from Mr. Gurley. Well, real quick, I just want to let everyone know that Mark has literally the biggest vat of Todd Gurley Kool-Aid in the behind him. And he has been sipping that shit for the entire podcast. And that thing ain't even half done. 
it's almost like a hot tub. He like bathes yeah. in it. He, he just gets drenches in it, like, himself and girly. It's crazy. He loves yeah. it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so refreshing. Uh, so another guy I had, Brad, and I think you might like this one because you may have some very famous or infamous thoughts about his physical condition. Le'Veon Bell of the New York Jets. I am not liking his matchup at Buffalo. And Brad, I mean, you said it not that long ago. How did you describe Love Bell, bro? Oh, I, I said he was in shape. He's a beast. I would never think <laughs> anything to wrong the man, make him want to hurt me or my family. I I just think he's a stand-up classy guy. I don't know what you're talking about. A total reversal. Okay. Reversal. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I mean, okay. Did you did you see something that that sparked? There may have um, been some physical evidence. Yeah, <laughs> I believe you called him a couple of, of bad names. I mean, really, for an NFL running back, for the things you called him, I mean. Well, I- you did him dirty, and he didn't like it, I don't think. Well, I mean, to tell you the truth, that just shows that he is listening to our podcast. Because before he started listening to this, I mean, we're almost like Kanye West's like, workout video, you know? Like, this guy listened to our shit. He's like, that motherfucker said we're fat and slow. And he was just like, no way. You can hear that Kanye music going off in the background. He's like, you know, doing that with sit-ups and shit. Brad's not gonna call me fat. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. You know? And he was, oh my God. he was fucking, he's working out, dude. And now look at him. He's a fucking beast. And yeah, honestly, I was thinking about trading for him. Cause I was like, I have it all wrong. That was last year. Le'Veon this year is a totally different Le'Veon. I had tried to tell you, Brad. So I do think he's actually going to be a good play. I had tried to tell you, Brad, that he was not what you thought. He I was. was wrong. That was last year's stuff. I ah, was wrong. Yes. Ah. Hey, you talked to Le'Veon about that. I'm sorry, Le'Veon. Hey, he was good enough to apologize to the fantasy football fans. I will apologize to him. Hey, you know, I I, I didn't accept his apology, <laughs> to be honest. That was you. a personal decision. Yeah, I mean, that's that's up to each guy. He cut you deep. Cut me way deep. How dare he? <laughs> but look at him. <laughs> look at the personal growth in him. You got to be happy for him. All right, hey, let's let's keep going. I'll give you another one that I got of these uh, these burnouts, bust type burnout guys. Want was. Uh, I got a good one for you. How about Saquon Barkley this you week? Took mine. I think. Did I? Uh, oh, well. I got to it first. Uh, I win. <laughs> yep. Saquon Barkley versus the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. I see some some bad, bad moods arising in the fucking in the New York Giants. I read another article today that's just like, it's kind of blowing my mind some of the stuff I'm seeing out of Joe Judge. Today it was, um, what was it? He was unhappy with the team's performance in practice, so he stopped it and totally restarted it. And it just sounds like he's coming in like with the, like, you know, hand over fist, just, you know, let's let's do this. And you're doing it my way. And he's just like really over the top disciplinarian. And I, I don't know. So that's that's kind of a turnoff in, in the first place. And then I don't know if they're going to be all that great offensively this year. I, I, I am projecting it a little bit of an underperform out of the Giants this year. So, like, I think it starts to affect Saquon Barkley right out the gate. They know they know, they know know to come and get 
after Saquon Barkley. Load the box, put the ball in Daniel Jones's hand. So I'm projecting a, an under week for Saquon. I should agree with that. Yeah. Brad, you got uh, another guy on the burnouts? I do. I will say this prediction. I think Daniel Jones will throw more interceptions than touchdowns in week one. Oh, there you go. But my my guy I have is actually Ronald Jones. Wah, wah. Before this this uh, sign, I was going to say trade, but I forgot they cut him. So uh, before they signed Leonard Fournette, I was highly in on Ronald Jones. I thought he was going to fit in really nice. But now they got this like bruiser of a back. Like not only that, but he's three years in like he's young. And he's hungry. He's even said it's like an opportunity of a lifetime playing with Tom Brady. So he's going to want to just kill it. And, like, he looks like he wants to eat people's faces off, man. <laughs> like, he looks like a scary dude running. So I think he's going to get the ball and Ronald's going to get the ball. And by the end of the game, it's already going to be Leonard Fournette's show. And Ronald Jones is just going to be breather guy. Change of pace. Yeah, I could see that, man. And I think rookie Keyshawn Vaughn. He gets just like special teams and like a little look here and there, five touches, maybe max in a game. So, yeah, I mean, I, I see it going exactly how you got it. I think talent will shine out. Leonard Fournette's never been able to run in an offense that's just geared up and has options everywhere and a good quarterback. He's basically never played with a good quarterback. So it's always been a stack box. Yeah, always stack box. Yeah. So now he's going to be able to get after it with like, <laughs> not a stack box. They they cannot stack the box against this team. There's no way. You you will be in trouble with that real quick. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't know this. So I'm just going to go on a limb and say he seems like a very prideful man. And being cut by Jacksonville and then going to that team, he I, I'm telling you, man, he just wants to crush it. So if you got Leonard Fournette this year, I think that's a really, really good pickup. I have – um I don't know if or Mark, are you up or am I up? Go ahead, Rich. Go? Yeah, go, man. I got one more and it's kind of bold, so that's why I wanted to go to. Okay. Um I got uh one guy who's gonna burn out this weekend. George Kittle, baby. I think he's gonna burn out this weekend. So that's my bold prediction. Ooh. I think the I think the cards defense is gonna bring it on George Kittle. here's the deal. Uh, Debo Samuel, I think, will be out. It, it looks like Brandon Ayuk might play, but I just think there's not really going to be very great options in the passing game. So the, the Cardinals are all the more suited to get after the tight ends. They they picked up linebackers, Isaiah Simmons. I, I'm excited to see what he can do. Yep, I'm excited. And then, you know, they picked up the other linebackers as well. So it's like they're they're keyed in. They're ready for that. That's actually what they can shut down. So I, I think Kittle's going to have a, a very underperform this weekend. I like that. I, I forgot about the injuries. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, so that they can key in on him. I mean, all the all the easier. I think they were going to be suited to, to handle this offense and the tight end situation as it was. Now they're all the more prepared because they don't have to worry as much about what the outside weapons are. Yeah, and I'm not, you know, I'm still in prove-it mode with Garoppolo. So I, I understand he took the team to the Super Bowl last year, but, uh, you know, he is a mistake-prone quarterback, I think. So that could impact Kittle's uh, fantasy value as well. Guys, my last one here real quick on the burnouts, you know, the scavenger smokers, get them the fuck out of here. Jordan Howard uh, the, of the Miami Dolphins, they are at New England 
the backfield's just shaky, you know, not sure what to think of it and going up against New England and their defense. Uh, I mean, Miami got beat like 57 to 14 last year in week one when they played Baltimore. So I would not be shocked if they got stomped once again in week one. Yeah, it seems like Belichick just really hates Miami. I don't know what it is. (laughs) He just wants to crush him every time. So, yeah, I agree with that assessment. (laughs) Right on, man. All right, well, enough about those uh, burnouts. Let's get on to the kind buds, man. We got some uh, three little guys that we think are going to excel and pop off. And the number one slot, guys, make sure you save that one because that one we are going to make a little prediction about. So in my third slot, I got Josh Jacobs. I like his matchup. I think he runs angry. Uh, I compare him to a bowling ball just bouncing down the field. So I like Josh Jacobs this week as one of my kind buds. I actually had Christian McCaffrey on the other side of that game. So I think McCaffrey is going to pick up right where he left off and, you know, run for like 130, 140 yards. I mean, that's an average day for him. Rich, who you got? I have a guy. Actually, I think he can perform, but I did it like um, this is like an undervalue, but Brian Edwards. I like the rookie. I like his situation. Um, and the other guy I had was Derek Carr. Um, so I like that matchup. I think that the Raiders are going to have a really nice matchup um, at Carolina. So I think both of those guys can really perform this this weekend. So those guys would be on my list uh, as as two of my top guys. And then I had I have one other guy. Brad, who else you got, man? Who do you think is going to tear it up this weekend? Uh, my number two, and I am a little biased. He's on my team. But I think James Conner is he's going to start off with just a really good performance. Like you said, Rich, New York is just not going to be clicking right away. I think some of these teams, like you said, with new coaching staffs because of COVID, they haven't had that playing time to really work out the kinks. So these first couple of weeks are going to kind of show. So I think he, you know, he's going to rush for 100 yards and maybe two touchdowns. So I like that play. Right on, man. Yeah, my uh, other guy is Cam Newton. So I think Cam may really excel in his first week and look like the old Cam. Uh, He's just, he seems really excited and fired up to be in New England. He got out of that Carolina situation and we just know, you know, the Patriot way. I mean, he's got Bill Belichick is in his ear now, you know, giving him the advice that he needs and kind of helping fix probably some of his mechanics or some of his decision making. And uh, I do think that if I had Cam Newton on my roster, I would be thinking really hard about getting him in my starting lineup this week. What do you think, Rich? No, I think that's a good call, man. No, definitely. I'm on board with that. I definitely agree with that. I mean, just like Fournette, I feel like he's a very prideful guy, you know, just released like that. He feels like, Hey man, I still got gas in the tank. I don't want to prove everyone wrong. So I think he's going to come out firing. Real quick, uh, Mark, would you start him over Tom Brady? Oh, man. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, man, uh, I don't know I don't know if I could because I do believe that's going to be a shootout in that Tampa-New Orleans game. But uh, mm-hmm. it would be a hard choice. Sarah owns both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The more I've thought about the, Mark, the, the situation with New England, I really like it. And, and you guys convinced me in, in a previous episode where it was like we were talking about it and really the scheme and being able for Belichick and Josh McDaniels to come and scheme these guys open. So um, I drafted uh, Nikhil Harry 
and I had to refresh my memory of that and say, oh yeah, that's right. I, I, I bought in a little bit on this. That's why that guy kind of like peaked on in my interest is because I do think they're going to be able to scheme guys open really well in this offense. And maybe they're going to have – this could be a nice high-end offense. That's why I kind of bought in on it uh, on draft day. I think that was a great buy-in. All right, guys. So we got one more player to throw out there for everyone. And this is going to be our gold standard, our Acapulco gold. And uh, we are going to call this the epic performance of the week. And this is who we are predicting to put up the biggest fantasy score of the weekend, whether it be a QB, a running back, a wide receiver, tight end, God forbid, a kicker, possibly a defense. And whoever comes out with that top score, we're going to try to see if we can uh, nail the prediction on that. So in our league, guys, in the Any Given Sunday Fantasy Football League, you know, we have this epic performance prize. It's 100 bucks at the end of the year, and we kind of track it all year long where it's the highest score of the week, whatever player that is, he goes in that top slot and he holds on to it until someone uh, creeps up and takes that spot from him. So kind of an interesting concept and a fun one to track all year. So we are going to do that. And well, Rich, I believe you have someone locked and loaded for me that you believe will come out on the epic performance leaderboard top spot, buddy. Who you got? Yeah, I may have alluded to it a little bit here, but um yeah, I'm 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 digging on Josh Allen this weekend. I think he's got a juicy matchup. I think the Jets defense is subpar to say the least. And I think we're gonna see a, a running theme this year where I, I'm gonna try to like pick on the bad teams and I think this guy's a bad team and, and we're seeing the Jets defense is gonna struggle. So um I'm picking up on that both sides though. I, I'm interested in in the Jets passing game, and and I'm interested in teams that are going against the Jets uh, defense. The defense sucks. So, <laughs> Josh Allen, I'm kind of projecting him out. I think he could have a couple of nice rushing touchdowns, and uh, I think he even could possibly chew up this defense through the air since their corners suck so bad and get to this 300-yard uh, game, man. You could see it happen this weekend for him. Think he's going to rush it too? Yeah, that's what I said. I said one or two, one or two rushing touchdowns, about 300 yards, maybe one toss and touchdown. And you think he's coming out at uh, like 33, 34 points? Somewhere in there, about 33, maybe 32. Okay. So I think I think that'll be enough for week one to come out and 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 take that title. Yeah, that, so that's a nice little uh, gold standard you threw out there, Rich. I like that. Thinking outside the box a little bit with Josh Allen, Brad. Who do you think? I mean, you know, we talk about it. No sticks, no seeds, nothing you don't need, right? So who is your Acapulco Gold badass weed player of the week, buddy? Well, I talked about this earlier, and Denver had a lot of injuries. Vaughn Miller, a big, I mean, that's their general, you know, him going down. And who do they have coming in? Derrick Henry. Oof. He is going to come in there and he is just going to run all over them. I wouldn't be surprised if he got 200 yards and two touchdowns. I like this. I like this one. So I oh, see oh. Derrick Henry just boom. And it, the air is lighter up there, so he runs faster. <laughs> That's a nice pick for the epic performance, man. What uh, score range are you foreseeing him in? Over 30? Uh, 28 to 32. Okay. I could see him getting just just under 30. Right on, man. Well, my guy for the Acapulco Gold, 
I am going to say Michael Thomas. I mean, he wears gold already. The New Orleans Saints, I just feel like the Saints are going to come out hungry this year. They want to dominate Tampa in their house. And what better guy than Michael Thomas to go off for uh, three touchdowns and, you know, 150 yards. So I think Michael Thomas could completely be a beast this weekend. And that's where my head's at, man. I would project him around the 30-point range, maybe uh, 27 to 30. Get him in that leaderboard slot, potentially. Well, Mark, I just noticed that you said 27 to 30 points. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I will go on your prediction of 150 yards and three touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So if you go 150 yards and two touchdowns, that would be 27. Oh, wow. You did the math quick on that, bro. Thank you. So I'm going to have to say that you you kind of predict him to get two touchdowns, and he might get a third to be lucky. So I will agree with that and think you're spot on. Oh, all right. Thanks, man. My math just sucks, but thank you. (laughs) Well, you were right on, man. (laughs) You were spot on. That was perfect. Uh, I did want to just get to it. Um, technically, we do have already a, a leader in the quote-unquote clubhouse. Uh, <laughs> af- after after one game, technically, we do have a leader, right? So Deshaun Watson was the highest scorer tonight uh, at 20.82 points. Wow. When it came to my mind, I was like, oh, maybe I got it. Because uh, uh, the dash, he got 19.8. But I was like, ah, right there. So, technically, it's Deshaun Watson. Mahomes was 20.44. 20.44. He was very close. So, technically, we have a leader in the clubhouse at 20.82. And we have a leader in the clubhouse for the least amount of points at Mecole Hardman, 0.6. So, <laughs> uh, it's going to be hard to beat uh, in anybody's starting lineup. Uh, I'm going to have the opposite uh, of the Acapulco gold. I'm going to have the dirt weed with Mecole Hardman. Man. Maybe Deshaun like burns out that hammy in the first play of the game and gets like zero yards. You never know. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, we're going to wrap up that little segment, and we'll see if those predictions uh, come to fruition with our uh, Acapulco gold. It's always nice seeing your name on top of that epic performance leaderboard. I got to tell you that. So once it's up there, you're you're kind of just daring everybody to come take a shot at you and come take you down. So, uh, guys, before we hit it and we head on out, and it's been a fun episode finishing this up on uh, Thursday Night Football and uh, cranking this out for all the fans tomorrow. So, uh, Rich, you had a few waiver guys and some other uh, little nuggets you wanted to pass along before we say goodbye. What's going on, Matt? Just a little news came down today. Uh, Cortland Sutton sprained his shoulder in practice. Uh, it, it seems like they're leaning towards it not being on the more serious side, but it could be it could be something that's going to sit him down for about four to six weeks. So that kind of leads into a, a high priority waiver ad. Um, I, I honestly believe that Jerry Judy has the talent that he should be on pretty much most rosters at this point. He's going to get the ability to show what he's got just because of that injury. So so I've got him, and then um, you know I've got a guy Brian Edwards. He should be on most teams. He's the he's the wide receiver that you mentioned, Mark. Uh, I got to give you credit on him. He's definitely in a in a viable position. They have a juicy matchup at Carolina. I really like that matchup this weekend. So that's something to take a look at. And honestly, I believe in OJ Howard as a tight end option. Um, I believe he's being undervalued on all the websites out there and all that kind of stuff. I really think this guy could play that role of back what we used to see with a Gronk and an Aaron Hernandez. We could see that happening. And and if that's what's happening, OJ Howard is all that talent. He's got a lot of talent. 
So I, I'm excited to see how that plays out. And any final thoughts, buddy, going into our weekend matchup in week one? I mean, you were confident before, and uh, now after my performance on Thursday night, you may be a little bit more confident, man. I mean, I'm definitely confident, man. I mean, I told you, I was, if you scored under 30, I was going to feel good. And you scored 21. So that makes it, that says I'm feeling really good. And then now that we've kind of talked about these matchups, I'm looking at AJ Brown. You know, I'm like, wow, that's a juicy matchup. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at James Conner. I'm like, holy shit, that's a juicy matchup. And now I'm have to consider Josh Allen. Like, <laughs> I mean, holy shit, I got a lot of juicy matchups. I blew your mind on that one, huh? Yeah, well, shit, dude. I mean, there were many games last year I had him with. He got two rushing touchdowns. And I was like, he might be right. <laughs> but then I just spent $25 and had a bid more to go get Russ Wilson. I can't sit him. Mm. So... And DK to Russ? I mean, that sounds so good. Oh, DK is going to throw one to Russ now. Okay, I see where you're going. You never – dude. <laughs> Watch it happen. You'd be like, that motherfucker is a genius. How did he know? How did he know? <laughs> DK throws like an 85-yard bomb. <laughs> Shot puts it. He threw that football over that mountain. All right, guys. Well, we are going to wrap it up right there. This has been a fun one. And, yeah, we're getting into the swing of it now that we have finally arrived at the season. So we hope everybody checks us out on our social media channels. We are on Instagram. We're always putting stories and cranking content out on there. A lot of good fantasy nuggets on that. We're on Facebook and all the podcast platforms, Rich. I mean, all we can say is we hope that you all like us, subscribe us, and click that uh what other button should they click? The follow button. Do that one too. And yeah, I got to tell you guys, I, you know, obviously you're listening, you subscribe, you're getting our updates, you're, you're following, most of you guys are following us on Instagram. So big shout outs to you. But uh, we really want you to do, man, if you have a friend that likes football, occasionally smokes a little weed or chronically smokes weed, either way, tell them about our podcast. Be like, hey, dude, these are some funny motherfuckers. And they got some good insight. Yeah. Because we feel like that's what we're providing, and we want to provide to you and your friends. So if you tell your buddies, give it a listen. We'd appreciate it a lot. For sure, man. Word of mouth is huge for us, guys. And, I mean, obviously, if you get the word out and tell your friends, we're going to just send you free weed in the mail. So check your mailbox, right, Rich? Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's down the road. But we would definitely want to get to the that type of charity work. <laughs> But no, yeah, and also I did just want to give everybody an update. Like we will be kind of hitting this format for y'all. We're trying to um, hit the end of the game format. We'll close out the week with you guys on Monday, or do a recording on Monday and get you guys get you guys pumped out. Good material, good waiver wire. Look at look ahead for the next week. Um, wrap up the week and get you guys the news and notes. So. We'll keep cranking it out for you guys, and um, I hope you guys enjoy. And like the guy said, yeah, if you could, let somebody know. Let somebody know about us and have them check us out. All right, guys, we're going to shut this shit down right there. So catch us next time on the Organic Football Podcast. Pay that man his money. Teddy KGB.